Heavenly Father, we beseech thee. I kneel before you as a member of this age-old craft, praying to you for guidance as I am on a journey. A journey for more light, but more especially light that has been lost, forgotten, or hidden among the ages gone by. The light that connects us with our very meaning and informs us of our purpose. Light locked deep within our past, beyond lips that no longer speak, and paths forgotten, no longer traveled. Aid me in my pursuit, Lord, for historical light. Hey everybody, welcome back to Historical Light, a new independent Masonic show focused on the historical events and aspects within Freemasonry. I'm your host, Brother Alex Powers, and I want to thank you for joining us once again as we continue our quest for Historical Light. Now, if you're friends with us on social media, you probably saw a recent post that we have a new sponsor of the show. If you didn't see that post, then you're probably not following us. I really hope you go do that now so you can keep up with us and always know what's going on, even in between the episodes. With that said, I'm really excited to announce that we do have a new sponsor, MasonicRevival.com. I'm sure most of you are already really familiar with them as they're a great company, but if you're not, please go check them out, MasonicRevival.com. You're going to find some great, one-of-a-kind, top-quality Masonic apparel. My father-in-law actually just bought some pocket squares from him, and I got a text from him this morning saying that he was very impressed top quality material and he plans to keep buying from them and remember it is just a couple days until Christmas so if you hurry you can probably grab a last-minute gift for that Mason and your family he's gonna love it and he's gonna be very proud to wear it so check them out MasonicRevival.com so as always let's start out with our friends over at MasonryToday.com and see what's happening in Masonic history today today in Masonic history Philip Wharton first Duke of Wharton is born in 1698 He's a British politician. Wharton was born December 21, 1698. He inherited the title of Duke of Wharton at the age of 16. He was one of only a few people in British history who was ever raised to a dukedom as a minor without being related to the monarch. At the time, he was the first to have been raised to dukedom since the 15th century. Only a month after inheriting his title, Wharton eloped with his girlfriend. The young couple had a child in 1719, although it passed away a year later from a smallpox outbreak. Wharton cared little for his wife after this occurred. While still 18, Wharton traveled around Europe and had an audience with James Francis Edward Stuart, also known as the Old Pretender, and in some areas of Europe, James III. It was at the meeting with the Old Pretender that Wharton was made Duke of Northumberland. Also, after this visit with James III, he began to sign his name as Philip James Wharton to show his allegiance to the Jacobite cause. When Wharton returned to England, he entered into politics and was sought after as an ally for any political cause, none more importantly than the Jacobite cause. He was largely sought after for his ability as a powerful speaker, his elegant writing, and at least initially his wealth. In 1719, Wharton was credited with founding the first Hellfire Club, although similar in purpose, it was not related to the more commonly known Dashwoods Hellfire Club, which Benjamin Franklin was alleged to have been a member. Wharton's fortune turned quickly. By 1720, the South Sea bubble stock market crash had occurred. The South Sea Company was created by the British government to help manage debt. 
The company was given a monopoly for trade with South America. Because of Britain's involvement in the Spanish War of Secession, no trade was able to occur despite the monopoly. Wharton lost much of his fortune, and he was already in debt beyond before the crash. Despite this massive financial loss, Wharton hired musicians and a hearse to perform a funeral for the South Sea Company. By 1725, Wharton was so deeply in debt that there was no way for him to repay his creditors. He sought a position with the Jacobites as ambassador to the Holy Rome Empire of Austria. The Austrians did not like Wharton because of his, at times, immoral behavior. He drank heavily and among other vices. He eventually began stealing food from acquaintances and seeking money wherever he could find it. Eventually sold back his title before taking a position with the Jacobite forces as lieutenant colonel. This led him to be tried for treason in England, and he would never return home. On June 1, 1731, Wharton passed away in the advanced stages of alcoholism. 1723, Wharton was the Grand Master of the Premier Grand Lodge of England. Most notably, at his time or his first meeting, he sought to have a bylaw passed that would not allow the new Grand Master to appoint his Deputy Grand Master. Instead, Wharton wanted to see the position elected. When his motion failed, the record indicated that Wharton, I quote, retired without ceremony, unquote, most likely meaning that he walked out without properly being relieved by a successor. He would go on to be the Grand Master of the Grand Lodge of France, which he closely tied with the Jacobite cause. Well, that was not on the most of positive notes, I'll admit, and it was even a little depressing, but I would go to say that it does in fact show that we are all human. Being Freemasons or holding that title does not make you a better man alone. Freemasonry can only offer us the tools in which to do so. Actually going through the steps to making yourself better and keeping up with that without, you know, throughout the lifelong process, that is the mission and the goal that we are charged with. And it's our job to use those tools to chip away at that rough ashlar as time goes on. So moving on from that, I do want to bring up, I've received a lot of emails and I, I love the emails. Please keep them coming. Always feel free to reach out. A lot of people are wondering about the regularity of the show and the schedule. So when I was first starting out, I was really hoping to be able to do a weekly show. Um, that's pretty common between podcasts and YouTube shows, but in my schedule, I have two daughters, both involved in school activities and sports and everything else. And the schedule just does not make sense to be able to drop a weekly show. There's so much work that goes into that, and I personally would not be abiding by my 24-inch gauge to do so. So my plan is a bi-weekly show, and for 2017, that's looking very promising. Uh, so far, we have quite a few interviews lined up, some very interesting ones I'm really looking forward to. And in fact, uh, we just recorded an interview last week with the secretary of the uh, Oklahoma Masonic Indian Degree Team. So look forward to that coming up early January. We'll have that released. But for going forward, I would expect a bi-weekly show. My main thing is I, I really want to do quality over quantity. I want to bring quality material and really have it be worthwhile versus just throwing a meaningless episode up to have airtime. So going forward, 
I want to bring up that we do have a new Facebook group. It's the Historical Light Masonic Research Group. And it's really an extension of this show and of the page we already have up. But it's more of an, uh, an area that everyone can be involved in and everyone can share that historical light from all around. So if you have research that you've done on uh, Masonic history within your family, uh, Masonic history of your local lodge, of your region, uh, really of anything there, even uh, events and topics that you've done research on, feel free to share that there and join in on the conversations. It's going to be a great new group and I'm very excited to see it growing already and uh, definitely excited to see where it's going to go. So check out the group if you haven't. We have it linked on our website and on our Facebook page. So make sure you join there, send a request and we'll be happy to let you in. Well, it's no secret that the holidays are upon us and Christmas is just a few days away. I know my kids are besides themselves with excitement right now, uh, counting down the final few days to Christmas. But we definitely want to keep in mind those that are less fortunate, those that can't enjoy or celebrate the holidays quite the same way as you and I. Masonry is no stranger to the act of charity, and most lodges, including mine, have a long history of charitable giving, especially around the holiday season. With that said, I had a really cool opportunity just recently through my lodge. Uh, we've had two lodges merge with us um, within the you know past several years, the most recent being Wellsville Lodge, who merged with us just this previous year. So this year, we wanted to give charitably to all three communities, and we had a pretty cool opportunity. Um, we were able to present checks to the communities of Wellsville, Kansas, Gardner, Kansas, and Edgerton, Kansas. Now, of course, charity is never to be given in the fact of getting bragging rights or anything of that nature, but I do think it's really a great thing when you're able to put your lodge or any lodge in that matter in a positive light with the, with the common negative connotation and misunderstanding that there is of masonry in today's day and age. It's, it's really good to have that positive outlook of a lodge put out in the public eye. So as you can tell, the guys and I from my lodge really enjoyed this opportunity, and it was really cool how accepting and engaging the community was with us. We had so many people coming up to us, shaking our hands, greeting us, giving us hugs. It was very cool to be a part of, and we even got a picture with Santa Claus, so you can't go wrong there, right? <laughs> So I'd like to know what's your lodge's charitable history during the holiday season. Let us know. I'd love to hear. Uh, reach out to me or hit us on the uh, Facebook page or even in the new group. Let us know your, your lodge's history and charity. Uh, we would love to hear from you. With it being the holiday season, I did want to highlight a little bit. I know there is no direct connection with Freemasonry and Christmas, but it's always cool if you look close enough how you can find those Masonic ties. Doing a quick little search around on the good old interwebs, I was able to find some cool connections through some famous brethren to the holiday of Christmas that I wanted to share with you. First up, we have brother Nate King Cole, a jazz musician. He was known for writing the Christmas song, also known as Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire. Brother John Wayne in Three Godfathers movie back in 1948, which really wasn't a Christmas movie per se, but was uh, based around the Christmas time period. So it made it onto the Christmas movie list. So we'll take it, right? And then we have uh, Brother William Count Basie, jazz musician known for the song A Swingin' Bessie Christmas. Cool thing I found about him is it says he got his start right here in Kansas City. So that's pretty cool. And then we have Brother Mel Blanc. He's known for the song, The Hat I Got for Christmas is Too Big. And he was also the voice of Speedy Gonzalez. 
And then the last one I was able to find was Gene Audrey recorded Redolf, or Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Now, you don't get more Christmas than Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. So if you're like me and like to make Masonic connections to just about any conversation you're in, then take these songs and movies and put that into your playlist for the uh, Christmas holiday this year, and you'll have some pretty cool connections to make with your friends and family. So with that, I will let you go. I really want to thank you guys for following the show, and I hope you continue to do so into the 2017 season. We have some great interviews lined up, um, some great episodes that are going to be coming out, and I think you guys will really enjoy it. So I want to really wish you guys a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays to all, and I will see you next time when we continue our quest for historical light. See you later.